We deny that the state has the right to usurp authority of other God-given spheres of life, especially in the church and in the family. We deny that the kingdom of God can be established by the coercive power of civil governments. We deny that the state has the right to forbid voluntary prayer and other voluntary religious exercises at an appropriate time in the public school. We deny that the uh, that God's providential establishment of a particular government confers special blessing apart from the government's just and faithful execution of its duties. We deny that religious belief is an essential prerequisite to service in civil government or that its absence invalidates the legal authority of those who govern. We deny the kingdom of God can be established by the powers of civil governments. We deny that the government has the right to prescribe specific prayers or forms of religious exercise for its citizens. And that concludes the uh, denials, the last half of Article 9 for the Chicago Statement on Biblical Application. These articles deals with the state under God. This is the faith debate. Uh, we began talking about Article 9 last week. We'll finish talking about it this week and then move on to Article 10 and uh, henceforth. I'm Troy Skinner, joined again this week by Daniel Razvi, Imran Razvi. They pastor a church in Thurmond, also have a ministry called Conquered by Love. You can find them online at conqueredbylove.org. And you can find me and connected this uh, show and my social media and all that stuff, sort of stuff through householdoffaithinchrist.com. That's householdoffaithinchrist.com. So was there anything uh, in the denials that I just read that made you say... I, I deny mm. a lot of the denials. You're denying the denials. Yeah, that's, like a double, that's like a double negative. I don't know if that's One of the is uh, deny that religious belief is an essential prerequisite to service in civil government. Most of the states, that was a requirement. In fact, the Maryland Constitution, and in, that is one of the things that's... Tr- uh, uh, this session, um, this past spring, they're trying to, and, and this is going to this is going to date the recording of the show, but whatever. Um, they're trying to remove and strike from the Constitution mentions of God. There is a um, uh, portion of the state constitution that says, "Look, you cannot be disqualified as a juror or whatever uh, serving a, a, because of your religious beliefs, as long as you really do believe in God, and that." Human beings are accountable to him. So it's a requirement. Many states have, have that in there, and I think that's a good thing. You should be what is wrong. right and wrong without God? And how, how can you govern if you don't have a belief in a creator? How can you decide what, what is just and right and true if you do not believe in God? So I say religious belief is actually essential to service in, in, in civil government. Religi- hmm. Religious belief in one God, the creator. Yeah. Uh, if you so, believe in Satan and, and follow that religion, I think that's a disqualification. So, so, you, so, you, you, so you're saying they don't go far enough that it should be a prerequisite. They're saying they deny it's a prerequisite. And I say, I, I, I affirm it's a prerequisite. So I'm saying the opposite. Boy, in, in, in today's world, I don't know how we would function because we would have no civil servants, right? We would have no law enforcement. We and would that have, might be a good thing. Uh, the government should be M- maybe. about one thousandth as big as it is. So, um, you know, if you're yeah. going to let Christians be in government, then then you're going to have a much smaller pool to pick from. Uh, obviously, there's no practical way to make that happen right now. But I would say that, yeah, if you if you want to be a good judge, you should be saved. To, you know. now, I don't think they go so far as to say that. Um, Frederick County could pass some sort of ordinance or or rule for the county that says everybody has to be. Uh, an adherent to you know the Bible and be a Christian, I don't think that that, that this says that they couldn't do that. They, they have the freedom to do that, but they're saying that if somebody else says, "Well, we're not going to make that requirement," that they would still be legitimate uh, in well, their civil authority. What they're saying is that, that the government can be legitimate even if the people in it are not Christian, and that falls in line with Paul talking about you know in Romans thirteen to obey the government, which at the time was Nero, clearly not a Christian. 
Um, so, yeah, for, in that sense, I agree with them, right? Just because the, the, the king is not a Christian doesn't mean you, can't, you don't have to obey the, the, you know, the king. But it's not just Christian. It's in a creator God. You know, their rules and laws come from someplace. And if you have no belief in a creator God, then what is right or wrong? That's why you have the crazy lawlessness that you have today because there is not, no stability. There's no black and white. Everything is whatever you feel. And that's why the laws have passed in such a crazy way because there is no right and wrong for these people. They don't have any stability. Even people that proclaim to be Catholics, like Nancy Pelosi, she has no basis because she has no belief in God. She believes in her and her power and only her power. And so she claims to be Catholic, but she does not have any any walk as a Catholic. Even her own bishop said you shouldn't get uh, uh, the Lord's Supper. Yeah, but I think the Pope disagrees, right? Didn't that guy get in trouble from the Pope? He might have. Yeah, and, and the, but the Pope is, is again, uh, many people believe in Antichrist. He is saying many things that are against Christ and against the, the Word of God. But, but kind of back to, to this, this uh, thing here, I mean— I think they don't, they don't go far enough to link church and state. They fall victim to the same, um, uh, same issue that's plagued a lot the of... false understanding of separation of church and yeah, state that yeah. was never part of the Constitution. It was in writings it from... It was never a biblical concept. The church and state are inextricably linked and will always be so. Um, you know, the last one that says, we deny that the government has the right to prescribe specific prayers or form of religious, forms of religious exercise for citizens. I don't deny that. I affirm that the government has the right to prescribe the Christian religion. But what if we live in Saudi Arabia? Does the government have the right to prescribe a non-Christian prayer? No, the government does not have the right to prescribe anything that is non-Christian. They have, they have the duty to prescribe the Christian religion. Yeah, but again, you're talking about a Christian government. This is not a Christian government. But right. what the, what, uh, I'm just hung up on... Yeah, it doesn't say Christian belief. It says religious belief. You got to have a belief in a God. Okay, you may be wrong. You may be Jewish. You may be Muslim, but you believe there's a Creator God, so you know that there is right and wrong. Right now, the leadership has no idea what is right and wrong, and that's the that's the great fall of this country is they don't know what is right and wrong. And the only thing that only thing that differentiates us from savages is God that created right and wrong. I don't know how we would enforce it. Yeah. I don't know that's right. enforceable. I think we're too far gone. That's why I think Christ is coming back. I think uh, we all should be you know, ready and prepared and have our oil lamp full. Here's another one. We deny that the state has the right to forbid voluntary prayer and other voluntary religious ex- exercises at an appropriate time in the public school. Sure, I deny that the state has the right to have a public school. So there's, there's, <laughs> that's there's that. That's quite a bit there. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but sure, uh, it, it, you know, yes, the state should not prohibit you from praying. Certainly, anywhere. I don't know if you saw the news article uh, f- a few months back, probably by the time this airs, about the lady uh, standing outside the abortion clinic, clinic in England, standing still, oh, and she was just not being protesting, silent. Yeah. silent. And they said, what are you doing? You're praying? She said, well, maybe in my head. Oh, that's illegal. We're going to arrest you for praying in her head, not right. moving her lips. Yeah, she was standing across the street. Like, yeah. It wasn't even right. like next to yeah. it or anything. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So well, it, it's coming, that's, to, a, that's awful. It's coming to a theater it's near you. <laughs> 
Let's move on to uh, Article 10 here, law and justice, because this might touch on some of the same issues. I don't know. We affirm that the scriptures are the only infallible record of unchanging moral principles basic to a sound jurisprudence and an adequate philosophy of human rights. We affirm that God has impressed his image on the hearts of all people so that they are morally accountable to him for their actions as individuals and as members of society. We affirm that God's revealed law, the moral nature of mankind, and human legislation serve to restrain the fallen political order from chaos and anarchy and to point humankind to the need for redemption in Jesus Christ. And we affirm that the gospel cannot be legislated and the law cannot save sinners. I'll save the denials because that's, that's quite a bit right there just in the uh, four or five affirmations. Anything that needs to be touched on that hasn't already kind of maybe tangentially been touched on previously because no. of similar topics? Again, with the first affirmation, the scriptures are the only infallible record of unchanging moral principles. Well, if you deny the previous one where you don't have to be a religious in order to be in, in leadership in the government, then these two don't match. Because if there's, there's only one place to get the um, infallible record of unchanging moral principles, then how can you be in a leadership position in government if you don't have that? And this last one, we affirm that the gospel cannot be legislated and the law cannot save sinners. This is often stated as, oh, you can't legislate morality. Uh, well, actually, like all legislation in the Bible is based on morality, right? So what they're saying is that you can't force somebody to become a Christian. That's not possible because that's the work of the Holy Spirit. But you should, it can and should have laws regarding morality and, and, and godly living that are from the civil government. So I would support that. Like all the states had blasphemy yeah, laws, for I example. think they do a good job here. I think they're keeping yeah. a, a, a clear distinction between gospel and law. Right. So I, I agree with the affirmation, but I'm saying that they're um, in, in disagreement with the previous denials. Yeah, there, seem, there would seem to be a bit of an incoherence or maybe right. an inconsistency. They're not aligned properly. Yeah, so I wonder how they would come back and rewrite those in a way that isn't just fantasy land. Because that's the thing. How do you practically – because this is about biblical application, right? So how do we apply in the real world yeah, the, I mean, these it's, things? It's almost the very same thing as you don't have to ha uh, believe in Christ to lead the church. You, know, you, you can read the Bible and you can you know, read from the pulpit, be the pastor and, and be the leader of a church, but you don't actually have to be saved. That's not right. You can't. There are many, many priests and pastors that are not saved and shouldn't be up there. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, I, I think they're uh, trying to be welcoming to people that don't believe and, and no, just no. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have much to add because I'm, I'm just stuck on. I, theoretically, I kind of agree. And, but in the but practical, I was like, I just don't know how you get there from here. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, we, and, you know. Um, when something Maybe decomposes, why... only God can recompose it. Mm. We can't. Need to put some flesh on those dead man's bones. Yep. So, you want to go through the denials? Yeah, the now? denials. We deny that legal positivism, I'm not sure I even know what that means, or any other humanistic philosophy of law is able to satisfy the need for absolute standards of law and justice. We deny that any person or any society fulfills God's standards so as to justify himself, herself, or itself before the tribunal of God's absolute justice. They were like, what are your preferred pronouns in this section? We <laughs> deny and they self and <laughs> We deny that any political, economic, or social order is free from the deadly consequences of original sin or capable of offering 
offering a utopian solution or substitute for the perfect society which Christ alone will establish at his second coming. Yeah, I uh, I agree with those, and I think there are there's a bunch of Christians that believe we're already in the second coming, and we're or we're and not the second. We're actually in the millennium where we can fix the earth enough that Christ will come back, and I think that is uh, really against what the Bible teaches. Yeah, and there are some people who think the second coming has already happened. Yeah, there are those, <laughs> and that that's even more clearly heretical. <laughs> Um, yeah, the full preterist position is uh, is zany, to say the least. All right, let's, uh, in the interest of time, let's do Article 11, war. Ooh, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Remember that song? <laughs> <laughs> I remember, yes. <laughs> uh, we affirm that God desires peace and righteousness among nations and condemns wars of aggression. We affirm that lawful states have the right and duty to defend their territories and citizens against aggression and oppression by other powers, including the provision for an adequate civil defense of the population. We affirm that in rightful defense of their territories and citizens, governments should only use just means of warfare. We affirm that warring states should strive by every means possible to minimize civilian casualties. That actually wasn't so bad, so I'm going to do the denials, too. We'd, as far as the length of it, it wasn't okay. so bad. I was going to say. We deny that the cause of Christ can be defended with earthly weapons. We deny that Christians are forbidden to use weapons in the defense of lawful states. We deny that the indiscriminate slaughter of civilians can be a moral form of warfare. And we deny that the circumstances of modern warfare destroy the right and duty of the civil government to defend its territories and citizens. So okay. the biggest defender there is the denial... We deny that the indiscriminate slaughter of civilians can be a moral form of warfare. Sure it can. You know how I know it can be a moral form of warfare? Because God commanded it on more than one occasion. And God is moral. God commanded to kill every man, woman, and child, all the civilians in Jericho. And the animals. And even all the animals. And that was certainly a moral and godly form of warfare. So it can be. Is it usually? No. Is it most of the time? No. I agree with that. But you cannot say it cannot be a moral form of warfare to kill civilians. Actually, yeah, I, I think definitely it can be. And in certain cases, God commands it. And I, can, I could even foresee cir uh, circumstances which God hasn't explicitly commanded, but it actually is uh, the moral thing to do in this, in this situation. I mean, what if you come across a, 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 a coven of Wiccans that are sacrificing children? They're civilians. They're not, they're not actively in the military. Should you terminate them? I think I would. So, again... Does that fall in the category of warfare? It's not really warfare. If, if it's warfare... In, if in the course of warfare, maybe you're taking of, over the city or whatever. Right. If in the this. course of warfare, you've come across that, I think you, you, would, uh, you would be obligated so, to take out those, even though they're not combatants. They're committing some heinous crimes. And I wonder how they would have defined this, because uh, 1986 wasn't as far away from the dropping of the bombs... That ended World War II, oh, and it was as height, we are it now. Was the height of the Cold War is when they are talking about this. So I also agree. I mean, I, I'm not sure I agree with that first statement. We affirm that God desires peace and righteousness among nations. That's true, and condemns wars of aggression. Um, I'm not sure war about is that. Al war is always aggression, and expanding territories is something that God has ha has blessed in many cases. In the spring, when when kings go out to war. 
But he didn't say that. That, was a, that, that wasn't a command of God, though. It was, no. It was a comment of this is what happens. Um, I don't know that God condemns wars of aggression, taking over more territory. God has given territory to a lot of kings to say, go and multiply and take over this land. So he has done that before. And so that, that's certainly a war of aggression. Well, he did it specifically with you know, the Israelites taking over the promised land. Mm-hmm. Outside of that particular situation, but, are there other times? But how are all nations created? By taking over territory. And that's the thing. Lawful states have the right to, and duty to defend their territories. Okay, well, what makes a lawful state? Um, this state, whatever the state is, has aggressed and taken over from another state. It's like, it's, that's why it's just so silly of the woke argument, oh, we should give the land back to the Indians. Well, excuse me, Native American or indigenous peoples, because you can't say Native American either now. It's, it's indigenous people, right? Well, which indigenous people? The one tribe that stole it from the other tribe was stolen from the other tribe. I mean, they all are aggressing. So I don't think it's, it's fair to say that God condemns wars of aggression or all wars of aggression. Um, I, I think war is uh, sometimes what happens, and there really isn't a lot of biblical teaching about all war is bad or anything like that. War is certainly sad and terrible in, 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 in that sense. But. And, and I'm not opposed to a nation going and aggressing and taking over territory to bring peace to that area. You know, um, I'm an imperialist and a colonialist. Yeah. So, yet, we're definitely not um, following in the political correctness of today. Yeah, I'm not, I guess this might be a little bit of a blind spot because I don't have any uh, well-formulated thoughts one way or the other. The thing I'm thinking about is, uh, to me, there's something exceptional about the ancient nation state of Israel. And so I, I think, chosen people. So I think, yeah, I think we want to be careful that they have a particular mission for a particular purpose in a particular part of the world at a particular time. Uh, and, no, 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 not the last part. Yeah, at a particular part in time. I would, I, no. I, yeah. Well, we. That's I wouldn't a, go with you on the time. I'd say that's all, for all of Earth history and today and in the future. But that's. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that now we live in a time when uh, all over the Earth, all of the planet is 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 what's supposed to be in view as the promised land. But regardless, so let's take that part off. To take okay. those Israel, those yeah. those things that happened, uh, you know, three thousand years ago. And, uh, in a very specific context for, for a very particular reason with very particular people and apply them more broadly, well, I, I'm, I'm not, not so I'm sure not, I'm comfortable going Well, there. I'm, not, I'm not trying to apply it more broadly in the sense that, like on the civilian thing, right? The point is there was and have, have been multiple times where the slaughter of indiscriminately of civilians was a commandment of God. So you cannot say that it never is uh, a, 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 a good thing or a moral thing to do. Clearly, there have been times. Now, will it no, there, there was a time with the people of Israel in the Promised Land for that reason. Several times during that Because time. the evilness of the Amorites had finally reached their, their cap, and so God, as an instrument of judgment, uses his people to go take care of the what people that were Sodom squatters Gom- that shouldn't have been there because about, they were so evil. What about Sodom and Gomorrah? God did that. He didn't send the people to go do that. God did that. The, the, I don't know. I, I, I think, yes, you're not going to say, oh, because he did it this time, it's always acceptable. I'm not saying that. But I, I am saying that clearly there have been times that it was acceptable. Yeah, I haven't thought so. about it a whole lot. I guess I've just kind of made some assumptions along the way, so I got to think this through. But like, you I know, think we want to be careful, saying, "Oh, that was just for Israel. That was just for Israel." I think I it could it could uh, be rephrased in that, as God commands, it could be that way. But unless you're sure that God commands it, right, then probably it's not a good idea. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I I could live there. 
So, Absolutely. B- but, and, and I agree. We affirm, we affirm that warring states should tr- strive by every means possible to minimize civilian casualties. I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying when they go further and say it's never moral, well, then I, I'll disagree with that one. That, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Um, generally, this, this stuff is, is correct. You know, states have a right and duty to defend their territories against citizens and citizens against aggression. Yeah, I think that they should have had in mind the example from the Old Testament mm-hmm. and their, their language. Should yeah, they be, could even say, although it has been moral in the past, we believe going forward, unless God specifically commanded yeah, it. It does moral. seem like they're, they're, they're saying that that was morally wrong, what happened, and we know for a fact that it was not. Right. And so they weren't very careful there. So, I'm, yeah, I agree with that for sure. How we apply it today, though, uh, in, in today's environs, yeah. Um, I, I tend to lean at, at least lean in the direction of what they're saying, but it sounds like you're kind of at least maybe leaning in the opposite direction. Like, um, right. uh, so that might be an interesting. Maybe I'll make a note <laughs> about <laughs> about that as a future topic. We're gonna. We and, had this happen before, is, where we had like 50 topics lined up, and we did like one topic a show and tried to rapid fire. We might have to do that again as best as we can. And the Israel thing, the time and time and place, by the way. Yeah, we, we've talked about that a little bit we have. recently with, uh, with a difference in understanding of uh, who Israel is. That's true. Uh, right? Because the reason I hold the view I do is um, uh, Israel isn't uh, merely a, a, an ethnic nation state any longer. Israel is the people of God, and the three of us in this room are members of in. Israel. Yeah. We are grafted, grafted in. in. We're part of that. And so our inheritance is, is the entire cosmos. We're going to co-rule with Christ, yeah, we, we have the entire cosmos. So that's that's where I'm coming from on that. Just you know, shows that aired probably back in like December might have been the ones that addressed those issues. Uh, let's see, we have time. Article 12, discrimination and human rights. We affirm that God, who created man and women in his image, uh, has granted to all human beings fundamental rights which are to be protected, sustained, and fostered on the national and spiritual levels. We affirm that all human beings are ultimately accountable to God for their use of these rights. We affirm that Christians must uphold and defend the rights of others while being willing to relinquish their own rights for the good of others. We affirm that Christians are admonished to follow the compassionate example of Jesus, helping to bear the burdens of those whose human rights have been diminished. We deny that any so-called human right which violates the teaching of Scripture is legitimate. We deny that any act is acceptable that would harm or diminish another person's natural or spiritual life by violating that person's human rights. And there are two more denials. We deny the age, uh, that age, disability, economic disadvantage, race, religion, or sex used as a basis for discrimination can ever justify denial of the exercise or enjoyment of human rights. And lastly, we deny that elitism or grasping for power are compatible with Christ's call to dedicate our rights to his service. Okay, that was a mouthful. Are we out of time? Uh, no, we have we have, we have a, a couple of minutes where we can chat so, about this one. So I I, I would love, love for them to have defined human right a little bit more um, thoroughly because that's definitely a hot topic these days. Human right, human right. This is a human right. Yeah, basic but, income is a human right. Yeah, health is a human right. Health insurance is a human right. So aside from that, and, and again, you can't foresee that that becomes a really hot topic. I don't know that I agree with the discrimination uh, statement. I think discrimination is a dirty word in our society, but discrimination is a godly and moral thing, and you should be discriminating. Yeah, to to discriminate is to make a choice, right? To discriminate one thing over another. I would not deny that age, disability, economic disadvantage, race, religion, or sex used as a basis of discrimination can ever justify denial of the exercise or enjoyment of human rights. I wouldn't give a gun to a kid. Yeah. So race, because of age. race, yes. Economic disadvantage, yes. I, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Age, no. A lot of things should be age-based. Um, 
maybe maturity based rather than age based. Uh, disability, you, you don't want kids yeah. to be having alcohol and, and disability. You know, I mean, I don't want somebody in a wheelchair serving the military uh, on the front lines, right? So there is, there are times to discriminate. Sex, oh sure, women can't speak in church. That is, I will discriminate in my church. Women is not allowed to preach in our church, and I'm going to hold the line on that. And I think these same people that, that signed the other statement saying women can't speak in church also signed this, and they're just copying and pasting like Civil Rights Act type stuff. And I don't, I don't yeah, think and, it's and agree. On that point, though, I don't know that they would argue that it's a human right for somebody to stand up and preach. Why not? Because and the base uh, discrimination says uh, exercise of their enjoyment of human rights. They want to enjoy being able to teach. And the Bible says go into all the world and preach uh, to all the nations. So why can't a woman do it? Yeah, yeah but God gets to define what the rights are and aren't. And right, so but they don't yeah. define those. And, that, and that's the problem is they didn't really define yeah. them. Yeah, okay. Um, so they but, should, maybe they could have def- had but, a, a but, point yeah, of definition. Uh, I don't like that they use the word race, by the way. And also I, I would prefer they use ethnicity there. Yeah, yeah Enjoyment of human rights. Absolutely. Ethnicity is, is, is there because there's only one race. But enjoyment of human rights is, you know, some people say, why, oh, hey, you know, Troy, why can you enjoy pissing against the wall and I can't? You know? <laughs> well, because I'm a male and you're a female. It's, it, but it's a human right. So, again, it's, it's very, very foggy. Yeah, that some, might sound like bad language, but it's in the King James, and, by the way. Know, using some quote, sassy language quote, today on the It's a quotation from the King James Bible. Um, it is. Go look it up. Imran and Daniel Rasby, uh, thank you for being on the show again today. I'm Troy Skinner. This is The Faith Debate. We're ending on a sassy note. Uh, find me online at householdthefaithinchrist.com. Till next week, 167 and a half hours from about now. God bless. <laughs>